This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And if only I had a heart, if only I had a brain, then maybe I would have some decent opinions. (laughs) I'm Sean Rollins. And I'm Remington Chase. You forgot if you only had a soul as well. Uh, well, see, that one, uh, I do have, uh, because I have yours that you lost because you're a ginger. I never had one to begin with. I think that's kind of the prerequisite for becoming a ginji. Well, it must be Dylan's then. <laughs> Sorry, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's black and tainted. And... I got confused. <laughs> How do you think you got the soul out in the first place? Let's be reasonable. Anal probing. <laughs> wow. That's like three weeks in a row we got that explicit tag quick. <laughs> Oh, this this is how we started. This is how we've decided to start this week out. We just want to make sure that the folks at like Spotify and Apple Podcasts know that, oh, yeah, 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 this is a naughty podcast. <laughs> this is the kind of podcast that you don't want your kids to listen to, yet for some reason our demographic is largely kids. <laughs> it only like one-fifth are not adults, and that's alarmingly high, actually. Very much but so. we're hopefully not talking about children and naughty things together. Uh, what are we doing this week, Sean? I mean, it is anime. I know! That's the problem! <laughs> uh, Japan has problems, but then again, what place doesn't have problems? America, if you squint enough that your eyes are closed. So everything in America is better, is what you're trying to say. Uh, of course. Hmm. Everything asterisk. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty big asterisk right there. Everything barring a couple things. Everything. Look, man, that asterisk is so thick, it is alerting the guards with the sound of its uh, ass cheeks. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bad. But at any rate, Remington, yeah, we don't want to we don't want to deal much with the idea of children in our show. But today, I have something special planned. Uh, okay, hopefully, there are two kinds of special. One is like this is real need. It's about time we did it. Another one is fuck you, Remington. I mean, little column A, <laughs> little column B. Yeah, know, that's that's to be expected. Be it's hard to say. Uh, and. I figured that I would do one that was very highly requested. Okay, that I mean that tends to to help. That is usually the point of recommendations. Mm-hmm. And though I do ignore them from time to time to do what I want, it, it's it's true. <laughs> Uh, this show has been requested and requested and requested, but not so much by viewers of the show. <laughs> then who has it been requested by? That's that is that's the requests we care about. I don't care if they're like requesting another podcast to do a different anime. Those don't concern us. But Remington, that's how we steal the audience members from <laughs> that's them. That's not how that works. Ah, see, it's give and take, my friend. That's how you gotta do it. Uh, okay, so what? Where did these recommendations come from? Well, Remington, there are some recommendations uh, for this show from the audience, but there's some recommendations from you as well. I don't trust myself. <laughs> see. Now, that should comfort me. That should be like, oh, well, if it's something that I've requested, then surely it's something I want. But I don't trust past me. I've said a lot of shit on this podcast. 
most of which I disagree with or regret at this point. How well, am I to trust past Remington? Or the third option, you don't fucking remember. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. So, so many times, like, people will post in the podcast quotes channel on the Discord, and I'll be like, oh, that's amusing. And then I'll be like, oh, wait, I said that? When would I have said that? What the fuck? That happens a lot, so often. I have no idea what I say most of the time. It's stream of consciousness. So, uh, what did I request, Sean? Well, Remington, it's been a long time coming. And I figured we would cover uh, the one thing that really sets the tone for a lot of us as uh, young folks who grew up in the early 2000s and 90s. Uh, because, Remington, I the show we're talking about today is a show that... Uh, solves all kinds of conflicts uh, through one universal medium. And what better way to solve any kind of problem or conflict you have with another person than with a children's card game? Okay, okay. So we, we're, we're, are we doing like Yu-Gi-Oh? Are we doing Yu-Gi-Oh? That's right, Remington. We're doing Card Fight Vanguard. Excuse me? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh, oh, wait, sorry. Card Fight Vanguard? Oh, I got that wrong. Hold on. No, no, no. We're doing Super Card Buddy Fight. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, no, that's not right either. Uh, we're doing Duel Masters. No, nobody cares about Duel Masters. I, I am... All right, so I'm, I am increasingly getting tilted, and I'm, I don't know... I, I've lost all foundations, all grounding. Oh, no, you are right, Remington. We are doing Yu-Gi-Oh! today. Oh, God damn. All right, all right, Yu-Gi-Oh! Good uh, old Yu-Gi-Oh! And I say that because all card game anime are the fucking same. <laughs> Those are all real card game anime, some of which came out at the same time or a bit later. And initially, I was going to do a full goof on this. I was going to do a full thing where I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna so bait him into Yu-Gi-Oh. He's going to get so excited. He's going to be have so much fun with it. And then I started watching them, and I'm like, oh, these are bad. <laughs> <laughs> and like, not bad in like a fun, amusing way, but bad in like, oh, it's trying to do what Yu-Gi-Oh did. Problem is, though, Yu-Gi-Oh wasn't good at it either. <laughs> So I just decided, fuck it, I'm going to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Because at least I have nostalgia to help me get through some of the things in it. Oh, man. See, when I was young, I was all in on Yu-Gi-Oh! I had hundreds and hundreds of Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. I would play it all the time. I would play the games. I would occasionally watch the shows, sometimes. And I remember when I was very young, I vaguely liked the show. Although, I didn't watch enough to, like, keep up with it. So, like, I knew the general the general scope of the arcs and what was going on with them, but there was a lot of details in the middle that I just would completely miss. What details do you remember about the show, Remington? Uh, well, uh, an important question. Wait, which, uh, season, uh, which season of Yu-Gi-Oh! are we watching? Have you seen more than the actual, like, main Yu-Gi-Oh! season? Uh, vaguely, I think. Uh, because I, I watched the, the first season, uh, a bit, right? Um, then there was, and that was the one there, they like go to an island and, yep. uh, and, and you got to get little stars on your bracelet. Yes. Yes. The very first, uh, main arc of Yu-Gi-Oh. And then there was, uh, what was it? Uh, city, dual city, the dual city. Battle city. Battle city. Yes. Uh, and that Which was season two. That's when they got the, the, what the dual that? discs. The, Big ass dual discs on the arm. I actually owned one of those when I was a kid. And I, I, lost... oh, I also owned one. It was like the coolest thing. And also, especially when you're like eight. Oh my God. So, so terrible. It was cool. great. And I lost mine and I was very sad about that. I My little eight year old arm couldn't even like keep it up. No, same. Like it was impossible. Like, uh, and, and the cards would sometimes fit, sometimes wouldn't. It was obnoxious. And it would destroy the cards that did fit. 
Yep. Uh, then, uh, th- then I remember there was Dual Academy. Ah, see, you're jumping ahead a little bit. Ah, uh, shit. What one am I missing? Uh, you're missing. Well, first, you're missing a filler arc that nobody fucking. This cared is the about. closest to being an expert that I've ever been on the yeah. podcast. Next to Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then after, uh, so so the weird thing about the du- Yu-Gi-Oh seasons is there were filler seasons uh, slipped. Oh in. wait, are you talking about the the dice? That was a single episode. <laughs> It might have been two episodes, but yeah, no, Dungeon Dice Monsters. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, where it was basically just dual monsters, but with dice. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, th- and that was during the Battle City arc as well, if I'm oh, not mistaken. Oh, of course. Uh, no, it, so during the Battle City arc, right before it concludes, they shoved in a filler season involving Kaiba, uh, like going into a virtual world. <laughs> oh. It was awful. Uh, I th- oh, I think I heard about that, and like people, I, I never saw any of that, but like, and people would be... Yu-Gi-Oh monsters. Yes, yes. They would have a monster that they would personify, and they would be trying to uh, take over the bodies of the still living people from like. I feel like there was some like weird controversy around that, but I can't remember what it would be. The controversy is that it was bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then after that, yeah, finish the duel, uh, uh, the Battle City arc with some God card shenanigans and all kinds of fun stuff. Then it went to what is arguably a filler arc, but is less filler, the Orichalco stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. With Leviathan and... Uh, yeah, vaguely, vaguely remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, all the stuff after that. All right. Then then there was... Uh, I remember Duel Academy. I remember that one the most because there was a Yu-Gi-Oh! game uh, that, if anything, was my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! game that I played of that kind because there was there was more than just, like, playing the game going on, and yeah. I really like that element. Yeah, uh, so Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, the... And after that, I have next to zero... I know there was, like, one where there, they got motorcycles or some shit yeah, going on. Yeah, fucking card games on motorcycles. Guess how many people like that? <laughs> Mostly nobody. <laughs> uh, and I think there's, like, another... Okay, that yeah. I know nothing about. So but for some another. clarification, the Dual Academy. Uh, so the original Yu-Gi-Oh series had, uh, I think, four seasons, and it was all about you know Yugi Moto and his like little Pharaoh friend. Then you got to Yu-Gi-Oh GX, which is the Dual Academy stuff. Hell yeah! With uh, uh, Jaden, I believe yep, was yep, his Jayden. name. Uh, he had the most normal hair of any Yu-Gi-Oh protagonist. It's true. Uh, and they had like uh, spirit cards that were connected to them, uh, which were fun and interesting. And then it got in. It gets weird. Because, believe it or not, Remington, there are six different Yu-Gi-Oh! series now. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah, so after uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, uh, I don't want to get them out of order. See, and when it comes to, like, the card game itself, I'm vaguely familiar with Synchro Monsters and nothing after that. There's, like, I know there are, like, Pendulum Monsters and, like... Yeah, no, uh, Link Summoning is Link Summoning. It got really weird. uh, Essentially... With my current knowledge, it would be impossible for me to currently play Yu-Gi-Oh! because the game is just transformed. Yeah, let me put it to you this way, Remington. In order to research this episode, not only did I try to watch as much of fucking the original Yu-Gi-Oh! series as possible, like, I made it through the Orichalco stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, which is over 100 episodes, by Jesus the way. I've been researching. Christ! I've been researching this one for about three months now. Holy shit! And uh, mostly because, one, nostalgia, and two, I started playing the game again. Yeah, see, I mean, and the, the game... I still don't understand Link Summoning. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it, it came after my time. Uh, I, I'm going to be the old man yelling at a cloud. You and your newfangled mechanics. Who knows? Yeah, so after after uh, GX is 5Ds, Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and I'm how suggestive. Sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure all five of the D's are dual. Dual. <laughs> 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 exactly. Uh, that's the card games on motorcycles. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's the that's when I was properly tuned out, but vaguely aware. Yeah, and the protagonist for that one. Uh, wasn't it Yuki? Uh, yes. Yes, if I remember correctly. Man, I'm so good at this shit. I- I'm amazed you remember as much as you do, since you can barely remember what you had for breakfast. I am I am tapping in to 11-year-old Remington hardcore right now. Yeah, and this is the one that takes place in the future. Neo Domino City. <laughs> oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, and card games are played on motorcycles for some reason. Uh, and uh, that protagonist had some silly hair, but it was like not as silly as Yugi's, but like a step sillier from Jaden's because it was like black with like golden lay, and everybody around him had stupid hair. Oh yeah. Uh, All right, and then what was the next one? The next one was because uh, at this point I am was Yu-Gi-Oh Zexel. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, I so it's I watched I've seen in the past up through five Ds. Uh, after that, I just kind of skimmed through some of the other things, and Zexel. Seems weird. Uh, the hair has gone back to full stupid. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, like there's the protagonist. <laughs> That's real stupid hair. Yeah, no, the thing about Yu-Gi-Oh hair is it's less like hair and it's more like if you were to take like sculpting clay and like throw it in a kiln with weird colors and just tape it to somebody's head. Oh my God, Sean, you've awoken a childhood memory. This has long been submerged. Oh no, I have to hear it. What is it, Rem? Tell me. Second grade, eight years old. Halloween in school. No, you didn't. And I was like, you know what I fucking love? I fucking love Yu-Gi-Oh. Remington. So I went out, got a Yu-Gi-Oh costume, and my hair was like almost down to my shoulders at that point. And so my mom spent like an hour and a half spiking it for me. No. And to try and vaguely resemble Yu-Gi. And and that, that, Sean, uh, that memory that's just awakened is my first and only ever cosplay. (laughs) Holy shit. I know. Oh, man. Little Rem was a weeb. I would like to point out uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! has that same, like, Pokemon quality about it where it's certified non-weeb. Okay. Similar to Dragon okay. Ball Z, certified non-weeb. Yeah, no. that It's does... certified non-weeb. That's not... You... It's, it's sufficiently Americanized, sufficiently westernized. It's non-weeb. Okay, the only reason you kind of have ground to stand on is because of the fucking uh, four kids dub. Exactly. Which is the only way, you know, us Americans could, uh, young Americans, I should say, at the time, could properly consume it. And let me tell you right now, Remington, I tried my hardest (laughs) to find the four kids dub. Because I remember it being pretty fucking awful. Yep. uh, But memeably awful. So much so that, uh, also, I did get a little bit of flack from when we did our SAO Abridged episode. Uh, because, believe it or not, the first really super popular abridged series was Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged. Oh, okay. But I purposely didn't mention it because I wanted to surprise you with Yu-Gi-Oh! in the coming weeks. Okay, okay. So that's my reason for not mentioning uh, what is arguably the foundation of all abridged series, and we'll cover that one eventually. So but- to get back on track, which season are we doing? Are we doing the first one? We are doing the first one. Okay, so? Because that I feel like if we're going to cover Yu-Gi-Oh!, we should do it as we did when we were kids in order. Oh, but before, before we get into that i i have to tell you about fucking arc v oh is that you, the the latest one no no that's the one after um zexel oh okay the hair the hair is stupid yeah yeah but it's the main character isn't the stupidest arguably here's here's a splash screen of the characters main characters at the very top left it looks awful you're right and then finally, we have one more Yu-Gi-Oh! series that is- Wait, wait what was that one's, like, gimmick? 
What? 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 Have either I of those ones was, had gimmicks? I think that was was Pendulum, but I can't be certain. Okay, which I don't understand in the first place. All right, yeah. what's the next one? Uh, and then the next one, which is the most. Uh, which is the most recent one, except there's a new one coming out that's called Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens, and I haven't seen anything about it. It's apparently coming out in April. So. Okay. Uh, the most recent one is called Yu-Gi-Oh! Reigns, and that's the one with Link summoning, if I'm not mistaken. And it has the stupidest fucking protagonist hair I have ever seen in my goddamn life. Oh, uh, here we go. Look at this. What the fuck is going on there? It's like someone took a pastel paint palette and just kind of glued it to somebody's forehead. It's ridiculous, and the fact of the matter is, Yu-Gi-Oh! probably has the most ridiculous hairstyle conventions in any anime, and what makes it worse is that every card game anime after it tries to do the same thing. Yeah, I, I do recall that, because because I was so big on Yu-Gi-Oh!, I would also try to get into uh, a couple of the others at varying degrees of failure. Uh, however, here here's what I'm interested in for this episode of Anime Out of Context, Sean. Yes. Way back when, when we did uh when we did Death Note, right. I I remembered really liking it and being very concerned because little me didn't have great taste, but it was surprisingly good. Uh similarly, Pokemon, it was exactly what you'd expect. It was very very charming. Uh, and even though it was obviously a child show, it was charming for what it was and so it still succeeded. This is the first time since uh, around then, where I am pretty confident uh, my mind will be changed. Because childhood me, little little eight-year-old Remington, all in. Fucking adored it. Whenever I could see the show, I was super into the show. Even though I didn't watch that much of it, I really liked it when I did. I would be surprised if I share the opinion of young me. Honestly, Rem, that's basically how I felt going into it. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, though, I enjoyed myself, but I think that's because when it's a combination of, oh, I remember this, as well as, this is stupid, but it's fun. This is an experiment. How far will nostalgia take Remington? We will see. Exactly. H how much are we watching? Uh, So I think watching six episodes is a fair amount for this one. Not quite bullshit rule territory, but at the very least, we'll get to the end of the fight with Weevil. Oh, Weevil. Oh, I remember Yeah, Weevil. but the weird thing is, Remington, like I said, I wanted to find the 4Kids dub because I wanted to see how heavy our nostalgia could, like, take us, but I just didn't have access to it, so we are going to be watching the Japanese sub. That's fine. Which means you're going to have to get used to their Japanese names. Oh, no! Wait, no! No, don't! No! That's too jarring. I won't keep track of that at all! <laughs> It's fine. In the second half, you're welcome to call them by their four kids. I names. will. Or I should say their official English names, because even since four kids dissolved, there in all Yu-Gi-Oh media, uh, their English names still carry over. Good. Yeah, which is fine because that's familiar to me, and <laughs> thus it's correct. Yes, yeah, like Brock's jelly donuts. Exactly. Uh, four kids was a fucking disaster. But what you don't really seem to recall from 4Kids is how fucking heavily edited they were, because you didn't realize it as a kid. But going back through and watching clips on, like, the YouTubes of the 4Kids dub, did you know that they actually, like, there there are scenes with guns in Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and they then, actually edited them out, so they just have guys they're pointing, just pointing yeah. fingers at them. Yeah. I, I did know that. Amazingly, I, I think, unironically, Yu-Gi-Oh is, like, the anime I just know the most, generally speaking, about... Well, I've got something interesting for you then. Oh, do share. That it's going to have to cover in its own episode, but I figured we'd start with the, the familiar before we do the weird stuff. Did you know Yu-Gi-Oh! had a season zero? Yes, and it was fucking wild. Have you seen it? No. That'll be another episode. If you guys want that episode, let us know. Oh, that'd be a good, like, Patreon special. Yeah. You know what it would be? Because shit's whack. Shit is whack, especially since the fact is that, fun fact, 
Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters, as the season we're gonna be watching is called, the show was not originally intended to be a medium to sell a children's card game. It, it was just all games. Yeah, it was, it was just... just because Yu-Gi-Oh! is a way of saying king of games. Yeah, it, it was just, this ancient pharaoh is so good at every game. Yes. <laughs> and he makes people uh, lose uh, games, even if the games are kind of bullshit, Here, here's in a order question. to change here's their hearts. Here's a question, Sean. Or kill them. Yes. When we did Jihayafuru? Yes. Oh, fucking nailed it. Uh, it has been, on this podcast... Uh, a bit to my chagrin, classified as a sports anime. Yes. That leads me to the question, is Yu-Gi-Oh! a sports anime? <laughs> Not to the same degree, but considering the characters seem Is it to, a light sports anime? <laughs> I'm willing to give that classification. <laughs> Mostly because people fucking die. <laughs> well, not die. They get sent to the Shadow Realm. It's different. Yu-Gi-Oh! is my favorite sport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. All right. Well, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm interested. I'm excited. I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, this is familial te familiar territory, and I'm, I'm all in. Uh, this is going to be great, Remington. And who knows? If this goes well, we might make a whole series of us trying to watch all of Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, Jesus Christ. Because, Remington, in the first season, there's only 224 episodes. What the actual fuck? Do you, do you remember there being that many episodes? Well, no, because I could never keep up. Wonder why you couldn't keep up? Holy shit! Uh, and that's not to say how many episodes are in the uh, following seasons, but there's one thing I want you to keep in mind while watching it. Original Duel Monsters Yu-Gi-Oh! has some of the weirdest pacing I've ever seen. Oh, are we getting, like, Sword Art Online pacing? Not quite. It's more like, picture a man running as hard as he <laughs> possibly can. And getting nowhere. <laughs> and he's only, he's pulling a mob. He's trying to run so hard, <laughs> so fast, you think, oh, he's finally doing something. And then you realize not much is happening except everything's happening all at once. Like the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! is the most buck wild thing I've seen in a long ass time. And <laughs> oh, you'll see that as soon as you I'm, start watching. I'm excited. It. This is going to be one hell of a hit of nostalgia. And I, I relearned how to play fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! for this. What is the matter with me? All right. And with that, let's get into it. Let's go watch some Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters. It's time to do 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five whole episodes of the classic Americanized anime, as you would refer to it as Yu-Gi-Oh! And Remington, the real question is, is whether or not the nostalgia factor did anything for you, or if you're just going to be that dick that crushes on all of our nine-year-old hopes and dreams. All right, so uh, going into it, I was wondering, will nostalgia salvage the show and uh he here's the thing no definitely no in, <laughs> under no circumstances uh it, it also doesn't help that i'm generally not a wildly nostalgic individual uh that being said everyone should watch it everyone should watch it it's so so good but what? but it, there's a lot of asterisks it requires some explaining uh i think you might actually have the same opinion as me for once uh yeah then Let's just jump right in to the first episode. Okay. Which, I mean, you mentioned it, but this is one of the single most insane first episodes or any episodes of anything that I have ever seen. It go, it does so much, so fast, so quickly. The stakes get so high, and it's all for a children's card game. Yeah, yeah, and it's... what. Well, here's the thing. Yu-Gi-Oh!, it lacks any sense of irony, right? Uh, it 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 is not satire or parody, or it's not even really self-aware. It's playing it with a totally straight face this whole time, which, which is endearing, and also makes it even crazier. 
like here here's I, I often have a nice little mathematical equation for different anime. Uh, th- this one is is one hell of a mathematical equation, and uh, for many it won't make sense. But don't worry, I'll explain more. I'm a math major. I can take it. <laughs> uh, if you take Sword Art Online, oh no, multiplied by Death Note, directed okay. by Tommy Wiseau. Oh dear. <laughs> Then, then you have Yu-Gi-Oh! And now that is one hell of a clusterfuck. But as we get into it, so episode one, first of all, not used to the Japanese names. They're weird. They're strange. Oh, well, you're not used to the adventures of Yugi, Jonochi, uh, Anzu, Honda. Jonochi was fine. Anzu for Tia was weird. And then Honda for Tristan. Didn't like that at all. You do realize those are their original names, right? Fuck that. Their original names were created by Funimation. Uh, <laughs> no. Four kids. Four kids. There we go. It doesn't fucking matter. It They're really, all the it... same. <laughs> this month's casual racism was brought to you by Remington Chase. Anything that isn't purely American all blends together. Uh, <laughs> so who are you voting for in the primaries? Just out of curiosity. No, see, they are American, so it's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, there, there's a little explanation of the game, which is the necessary evil of any game-based uh, anime. Uh, here's the thing, they sort of explain it, does not fucking matter. Literally, no rule is not broken at some point, uh, probably repeatedly. Yeah, the, the great thing about the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime is until the Battle City arc when they actually are like, hey, wait a minute, this is a game with rules? <laughs> yeah. Anything fucking goes, yeah. and I love that. I, I will discuss that a bit more. Also, weird thing about the animation, um, and this is most... Notable initially for me when it comes to the card sizes, but it happens with everything. Just sizes are very wonky. Like a card will f- will be like uh, the length of a finger, but then it'll be bigger than two hands stacked together. And it'll just, the same thing happens a lot with Joey's hair. Joey's hair is an anomaly. Like more than anybody else's hair, which is crazy because he just has this weird, like westernized pompadour going on a little bit, right? Uh, but the size of the pompadour, it will never make sense and it'll constantly be changing, but it won't be changing like dramatically enough for you to be like, aha, but you'll, you'll just be watching and you'll be like, wait a minute, something is off here. It's, it's <laughs> very much awry. like a blonde tribble that just seems to be <laughs> expanding and contracting as it moves. I, I felt like I, I was, I was in uh, the, the, the Blair Witch Woods and, and I'm like, wait a minute, it's so familiar, but something isn't right. Uh, and so, uh, going through it, then we get introduced to, uh, Kaiba. Everyone knows Kaiba. He's the Sasuke of Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, cause every show needs a goddamn Sasuke. And you want to disagree, but that is, he is one of the most emblematic Sasuke's around. I mean, he was Sasuke before Sasuke. It's so. true. It's true. Uh, uh, but I love him. <laughs> and, and things get so, so intense. And this is another comparison I have to Tommy Wiseau's The Room, because Everything is maximum drama, maximum intensity. When you're like, oh, why, why, why is it? Th- why is this that important though? Like, the grandpa he has blue eyes, white dragon, and there's only four of them, right? And it's real important. So, so then Kaiba shows up, and Kaiba is like, all right. So uh, I'll tell you what. What do you want for it? I'm willing to trade a bunch of cards for for blue eyes, white dragon. And he's like, no, this card is meaningful to me. Uh, so then, listen close, the mob comes around. 
Okay, they're not the mob. <laughs> they are the mob. They're Kaiba Corps, you know, security. They're Kaiba Corp mob. Like, look, just because oh they occasionally, my God. just because the show has a history with Brooklyn accents, does not mean <laughs> that everybody's so, in the so mob. So the mafia shows up and is like, "Listen, you're gonna play a game, Grandpa." And so they, some like, sort of kidnap Grandpa. No, they straight up kidnap Grandpa. And. And and uh, essentially, it's wagered uh, a game, right? Kaiba versus Grandpa, uh, and and if Kaiba wins, he gets Blue Eyes White Dragon, and if Grandpa wins, he, he, Grandpa wants to teach Kaiba the heart of the cards. Yeah, um, which is the whole point of the show. Which is the whole point of the show. Which like we discuss a lot of these shonen concepts, like like manly spirit or things like that, right? Uh, the heart of the cards. It's it's so ripe for hilarity. Uh, it's, it's, it, it definitely falls in that tradition, for better or worse, to an extreme extent. So, uh, unfortunately, Grandpa loses. Of course he loses. Uh, fuck the heart of cards. <laughs> well, you see, he lost because he wasn't prepared for the realistic <laughs> elements because, of the holograms. Yeah, because Kaiba has holograms, and Grandpa... Because he's old. <laughs> he's just so, like, he almost dies because of this. He does get hospitalized, yeah. Which it doesn't, like, fully, it's just, like, too intense. It, like, it doesn't say it hurts you when you play. It's not like that. He, it was just a really, it's like if you put your grandma in VR and you, you like, pushed her and she had a heart attack. Like, that's the kind a thing that it was. I will say that later on they do clarify that, uh, yeah, there is a actual mental physical feedback loop associated <laughs> with the systems as it gets more and more advanced. Yeah. Now here's the thing. They, they introduce quite a bit. Uh, and, and that's my comparison to SAO, Sword Art Online, because Sword Art Online would constantly be like, uh, yeah, this is a feature of the game now. Sure, why not? And it would make a lot of the stuff that had happened previously not make any goddamn sense. Already in five episodes, there have been so many new things introduced just randomly where they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, this is, this is how it'll work. Uh, and it's just totally by the seat of their pants. And, and so, of course, Yugi and the gang, they have to go save Grandpa. So they show up, they find Grandpa, uh... Yugi and Joey are like, all right, we'll go handle Kaiba. You side ass, side character ass bitches. You go, uh, you, you help Grandpa, we'll defeat Kaiba. Right? Honda and Anza, you mean? Yeah, uh, Kristen <laughs> and Tia. Uh, and so they, they, they go, right? And good God, uh, at this point, it becomes very clear. Just everyone is so bad at Yu-Gi-Oh. Everyone <laughs> is the worst at Yu-Gi-Oh. Because uh, there's some like basic rules. All of them are ignored. Uh, like, there's no tribute summons, which brings a whole lot into I'm, question. I'm actually amazed you remember this stuff. I played Yu-Gi-Oh! like a motherfucker. Uh, then, furthermore, furthermore, uh, what's great is occasionally a card that doesn't exist in reality will be played, and you will very clearly know what card that is, because all the cards have really nice decorative art, and then these will just have a, a shitty, like, energy ray coming from it with a picture. Of maybe the picture will be an eye or a question mark in the middle, and it's almost always the same fucking image. And it's just that, that that's how you know th that's just a card that doesn't even exist. Uh, and usually they're the sillier ones, so it makes sense. And, and so Kaiba and Yugi, they end up uh, playing a nice intense game. Uh, there's blatant cheating because turns don't exist in, in the card game yet, apparently. You can just do anything on your opponent's turn 
basically at any point it 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 sort of it clarifies against it but at the same time it doesn't give a shit hey there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for this <laughs> screw the rules he has money yeah it, it really <laughs> but that but even in all of the other games this this point holds true like someone will draw a card and then they'll play a card and then the opponent will be like all right now i attack and it's like whoa whoa calm down brother it's not your turn yet you need to figure it out. Later on, we will see uh, Weevil. He'll try and do this, but it'll be before a monster gets fused and he attacks the one that was going to fuse into it. It doesn't make any sense. We'll get to that. Oh, boy. So they, they battle, and it's silly and nonsensical and just a bunch of ridiculous bullshit happens that's really hard. Uh, then uh, and this has just... We also are introduced to the Millennium Puzzle at this point, which is, is one of the weirder bits you know about. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh is like the Bible. There's some weird <laughs> bits you know about already, but I I assure you, it is weirder than you think. Are, you're equating, you know, the children's card game anime Yu-Gi-Oh to religious dogma. Yu-Gi-Oh is my scriptures. <laughs> <laughs> The Pharaoh is my waifu. <laughs> the Pharaoh is... Uh, Joey is my messiah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, Yugi transforms into, uh, uh, is it just, what, what is it? Is it just Yu-Gi-Oh? Yu -Yu uh, Yami Yugi. Yami Yugi, yeah, sure, yes. because it's dark, Yami, it's Yami dark Yugi. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and he, like, grows two feet when he does that. Yeah. Uh, which, which nobody no one, knows. No one addresses. No, one no one even mentions the transformation. No one gives a shit about it. It's a very Clark Kent Superman type of thing. But it, like everyone sees it, they're just like, "Yeah, this is Yugi." Still, he just grew. It's just the thing he does. Oh man! It's then <laughs> Grandpa, Grandpa's in the hospital. Astral projects himself. <laughs> To give some advice to Yugi. Well, I know what the best part about that is, Rem. What? That's not the first time or last time he does it. Yeah, no, he was going to astral project many more times. Uh, Yugi wins via Exodia. You get five cards, you win. Fuck any of the other rules. And then... What? Exodia? Then, no one has ever summoned him. And and if you've seen the meme of, of Kaiba getting blasted away, that happens in the first episode. That's a first episode meme you got right there. Uh, and then, and then Yugi decides to, to capitalize on his win. On his win, he's going to to cast a spell, an actual spell, not not a not a card spell. He is using actual wizardry here to do mind crush on Kaiba, and he crushes Kaiba's mind. Yeah, and he, that's how episode one ends. Like that's the climax. He destroyed of episode one. the core of evil in Kaiba's heart. But it turns out Kaiba wasn't just evil. He was also a complete dick, so he missed a spot. <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't even make sense. What exactly does it do? Who knows? It's just dramatic and cool, and that's literally the only point. It basically uh, swaps his, like, willingness to do anything evilness for, uh, like, Saiyan pride. He becomes a Vegeta. <laughs> so then episode two, we got Joey, right? And Joey, he sucks at... at uh, dual monsters, it's Yu-Gi-Oh. We, we understand. They, it's not called Yu-Gi-Oh in the world. It's called Yu-Gi-Oh in real life. It's weird. Don't worry about it. It's obvious why, but don't worry about it. So Joey well, you gotta sucks at it. You got to understand that I am here to play the game, and I'm going to win the game. You know? <laughs> uh, so, so, so Joey uh, decides he wants to uh, compete in the tournament that's coming up. And so they're like, all right, well, uh, you can learn from Grandpa. So 
he he trains with grandpa and then you're like you expect some sort of training montage i kid you not they just pop immediately to them watching the finals and it was like oh man it's neat that i got to regional quarterfinals of the tournament though isn't it yeah huh and that's it that's all it's addressed and it's not it, it's not Played for like heavy laughs, it might be a little bit tongue in cheek at most, and that's giving them quite a bit of credit. But that's just the pacing they're going with. Which okay, sure, let's let's keep on this wild fucking ride. In when they actually play the game, something else you learn is uh the the card interactions. It, it's not really rules based. It's as if uh like like Sean, you know, uh you know games with like emergent systems mm -hmm. where they have a lot of different criteria and then using that criteria, a bunch of different effects that you wouldn't expect can happen. Like a sandbox game. Yeah, and it makes it really deep, like Breath of the Wild does this. There oh, are yeah, many yeah. that uh, that have it to a much deeper context and do it very specifically. Uh, that's basically how Yu-Gi-Oh! is played. It, it's, it's like you got two kids that, who just had the cards and didn't know the rules and were like, well, now, but... Be because it's this way, then actually my monster does this. My monster can fly, so they, they, they literally just like steal the magic rule in the weevil fight of flying, where well only flying can attack flying. Well only flying can attack other flying monsters. So if I'm flying, you can't hit me. Which is never addressed monster. after that fight. Yeah, because of course it's not because they don't. They do not give. A single shit about the rules thus far at all in any way. Wait, Rem, they're geniuses. They did this first season shit on purpose so that more children would buy the cards and feel as cool as they do in the show. No, and uh, that's totally, totally reasonable. Like, that's a marketing technique. I am amazed that this show became as popular as it did, but it became as popular as it did. You can't deny that shit. So we, we watch uh, the finals, blah, blah, blah. Then there's a magical cassette given. This shit is straight out of the ring because it was given by Pegasus, who I, I am annoyed because he is far less flamboyant as he uh, as he was in the American version. He's uh, still quite flamboyant. Uh, he is still quite flamboyant. I'm going to tell you right is now. Not. He's way more flamboyant later what? on. What? Like, you know his More flamboyant than the American you know version? How, you know how his cadence is very unique? Yeah. There's a scene later on, and I'll, I'll tell you this right now, Rem. I've watched about 150 episodes of this right <laughs> now, because I'm enjoying myself thoroughly. Uh, and there's a scene where he's yelling about the god cards, and his cadence does not change the whole time. He's, well, I have to believe this, and this is if I defy the gods and they... Yeah, but, it, it's, yeah, it's but the Japanese Yugi boy just isn't the same. It's not as good. And I, I will counter anyone on that point. The Yugi boy in the American version is iconic. In the Japanese version, it's I. So uh, anyway, Pegasus sends a cassette tape and he's able to stop time and hypnotize Yugi and play a game through the television with Yugi. Yup, that's how, I, like I keep, I wanna, I wanna specify. I wanna give more details. I can't, that's it. That's it's the power of the Millennium Objects. <laughs> he has the Millennium Eye and the Millennium Puzzle. They are allowed to interact and uh, break uh, uh, the bounds of the I world. I don't know if that's how that works. It though. is exactly how it my works. My question, my question 
is like, is Cassette Pegasus actually Pegasus? And if so, did he have to like wait around and wait for Yugi to put it in? And then like, how did he know? So those are my main questions. Did he just like wait around the castle? And then all of a sudden, like it starts getting dark around him and he's like, oh, he's playing the cassette. Perfect. I, I do actually have an answer for this. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, apparently, Millennium Objects allow you to implant uh, parts of your memories and soul into it. <laughs> So he must have literally uh, but implanted if he a memory of his soul. But if he was implanting a memory of his soul, then how can it then? How can the memory of Pegasus's soul then use his powers to see through Yugi's eyes and figure out what Yugi is doing in the moment? Because it's part of his soul, and it's his soul connected the to the fuck? other soul. <laughs> <laughs> See, Yu-Gi-Oh! It's what are you trying to say, Ryan? This doesn't make sense. The single most convoluted thing I've ever seen. Uh, during this this fight, at one point, Pegasus gains control of one of Yugi's monsters, right? And uh, and, and Yugi summons a monster, and he's ready to destroy his dragon on the other side, uh, but he doesn't. And Pegasus is like, "Well, you you could have just destroyed." Uh, the monster I took from you. And he has some comment along the lines of, and perfectly serious in tone, yes, but it would be cruel to let my monster die on my opponent's side of the field. Which brings a whole new set of ethical questions on this, because now, maybe the monsters are sentient. Oh no, that's a common theme throughout the entire show, and uh, I'm here to tell you, they definitely are. But like, is, is it to the card? Is it to the general, the idea of the monster? So like, I think is the, Dark Magician all the same? Can you train it? Is this like Pokemon? What the fuck is going on here's, here? Here's the thing. And why is it cruel to, to destroy them on the opponent's side? That hardly makes sense even if they are sentient, but we'll go with it. I, what? I, I, I think it's like the idea of the card itself because apparently... They, the cards are manifestations of the spirits of previous monster cards used in Shadow Duels. Yu-Gi-Oh! is complicated and it also <laughs> makes no sense. So, so uh, obviously, uh, the, the match is intense, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really matter. Episode 3. Uh, <laughs> just skip to episode 3. We had a nice little uh, exposition dump. Pegasus is holding a tournament. He's inviting the, the best duelists around. And uh, he, they're, they're all invited to his island. So you get on the cruise ship, right? Joey is trying to get on because he wants money because also you're given this whole exposition dump about his sister that is like really just comes out of nowhere on you. I mean, there was kind of a hint of saying that Joey wanted money from the original tournament, and, oh, but yeah. it wasn't clear about why he wanted the money. Uh, and then they and dump it all on you. Yu-Gi-Oh! is not a show about subtlety. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is, is remember how there's a season zero? All the things I get flashback to in like modern Yu-Gi-Oh! happen in season zero for the most part. Oh, of course. That's why there's a lot of shit that it's like, well, this is out of nowhere. Yeah, and you will get that feeling of, wait, what? A lot. It's only until like Battle City arc where things are like, okay, now we're talking about things that we've actually seen. So everyone is given two star chips and you need to show those star chips to get on, uh, on the boat. However, apparently you can just give a star chip to your homie. And so he just gives one to Joey and Joey's now invited to, which has at least an intrinsic logic to it. What I love is that Tia and Tristan, they stow away on the cruise ship. Now that is not the hilarious part because obviously you need to keep them relevant somehow. Sure. Uh, but I love the implication that they stowed away, but they didn't tell Joey that they were stowing away. Like they, they were perfectly fine. Like Yugi's gonna be on the trip. We'll stow away. Fuck Joey. <laughs> like, in their mind, that's the plan. <laughs> and it's like, that's not addressed, but that is a hilarious implication of that. 
Look, he's from Brooklyn. He can do what he wants, you know? Uh, so, so then we just get introduced to uh, a couple of the different side characters we're going to see. And at one point, uh, Weevil, the bugger boy who has, has won the previous tournament we discussed. Uh, don't you mean Insect or Haga? He's not Haga. He's Weevil. Fuck you. Uh, and, the, uh, and the other one is, is uh, Rex. So Ryuzaki? No, Rex. All right. So... Uh, I'm pretty sure his name is Ryuzaki. It's definitely Rex. So uh, we, we see the bug boy, and he's he's just like, all right, he's being a, a bit of an asshole, blah, blah, blah. He eventually wants to see Exodia, and he tosses it into the water. Uh, and and that, that's, that's a big dick move. Uh, however, then then we're, we're given a flashback to, to see why this might be relevant, because apparently Joey was an asshole in the past. He threw the Millennium Puzzle into water. He went, he went into the water, got the Millennium Puzzle back, helped out Yugi. That's how they became friends. Uh, we're also introduced to Yugi's big bodyguard that only exists in this flashback and is a really weird bit. I'm going to tell you right now, again, Season Zero stuff. <laughs> he, I... I can't confirm this, but I believe Yugi kills him in a game. What the fuck? All right, so uh, that's believable at this point. So then after after Exodia is tossed off the deck, Joey very quickly yeets himself overboard, dives into the water. This is quite the jump, Sean. Yeah, this is It's off of a cruise ship. It's off of a cruise ship. Tens of feet up and... And so it's amazing. He he's fine in the landing. He's trying to find these shards. He finds a couple of them. Then Yugi jumps in as well. Why? Who knows? He's got to save his best friend. Uh, amazingly, they're the world's best swimmers. They're not getting swept under. They're they're uh, they're able to keep pace with the goddamn cruise liner. Uh, and Tia and Tristan then let uh, l- let a ladder down and save their lives, and that's pretty fucking buckwild. Uh, so then they they arrive they arrive at uh, at the island, and at that point it turns y- y- like Sean. Uh, you-, you familiar with a very uh, popular game of last year and especially like the year before uh, battle royale style PUBG Battlegrounds. Oh, yeah, Fuck yeah. that! Now we got Yugi Battlegrounds yeah. because we got a bunch of kids. You need 10 star chips to get in in two days. People are just flossing everywhere. It's not established whether accommodation is provided in these two days. It's not. So they're just like, here's a bunch of kids on an island. All right, good luck. Food isn't provided either. What the fuck? That's that's actually a plot point. Where's the regulation? And it's not just kids. There are adults too. Why? Well, yeah, I know. Which, if, if anything, makes it worse. Uh, like you're like, hey, let's get a bunch of kids and adults on an island with zero supervision, with a flamboyant, eccentric, millionaire, rich dude. Oh please, he's a billionaire. With billionaire, <laughs> rich dude, what could go wrong on this Newsy isolated boy. island? And so, and and so, uh, they they start uh competing, but the the very first battle to happen at all on the island, like you'd think, why would they go anywhere? Uh, one has a reason to, but everyone else, why not just stay? where they are and have a couple duels. It just makes sense. Uh, but no, uh, Weevil immediately uh, runs off and apparently no one has started a duel uh, at this point because Yugi's d- d- duel with Weevil is the first duel to happen on the island. Now it happens a good deal into this mess. So you gotta wonder what the fuck literally anybody else is doing. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. You know what? I 
You know what I genuinely think happened? What? There are people having duels, but they haven't found the stadium, so they're just playing it, you know, analog. And then it, it just like... And it doesn't count because they're like... But I mean, all that counts is like you had, you just get... Oh, yeah. yeah you just I'm give sure, them, It's I'm a sh- manual process to give a chip to another. I'm sure, but the computers don't register it, so it's like, well, why didn't they talk about my duel? Oh, where did you do it? Uh, just over on the beach where we got off. Yeah, oh, be- nah, 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 nah. You needed to be in the fancy hologram thing if because you wanted. Because what, what Sean matter. is, is uh, referencing, at certain points... The ground will just open up and emerge out uh, one of the Kaiba hologram de- big devices, right? Which is a safety hazard, definitely not OSHA certified. And screw the rules, he has money. <laughs> it's it's true. And so uh, Weevil and and Yugi, they're they're about to face off, but Yugi only has one chip, and uh, and he wants both of Weevil's. So what is he gonna do? And he wagers his life as a duelist, which feels wild unnecessary here I and think so he great. offers all of his cards and so it's it's sort of a like wait what the fuck why 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 uh and well, so it's also to get revenge remington yeah but why wager your life as a duelist like, it's it, to establish stakes remington you could have had just like joey be like well you know Yu-Gi-Oh, yugi since this one is technically yours uh if, if we have a wins he knocks us both out two for one right and that could have also been high stakes and also make a little bit more sense. But don't worry. They, this do, show, they, they do that later. This don't show worry. literally does not care about making sense. Like that, it, it might occasionally have that in the back of its mind. It doesn't really give a shit. So then we have a batshit insane duel where whose line is it anyway? The the turns don't matter. The rules don't matter. Uh, at least though, the interactions are really neat. The way they interact together it really is like from an eight-year-old's fever dream, but it's neat. It's cool. And that's literally all that matters. Uh, Sean, I, I realized at this point two things, right? As we finish up and like Yugi obviously beats Weevil because of course he does. And and at, at this point, I realized two things. One, this is just like an exaggerated form of what all Shonen looks like to me. <laughs> like how you see Yu-Gi-Oh! is how I see almost every single Shonen out there. <laughs> It's just, it's just how that works. So that'll give you a better glimpse into my brain a little bit. It's also going to piss a lot of people off. Oh, not as much as the next comment I'm going to make. Oh, God. Uh, So first of all, I want to establish Yu-Gi-Oh! It's not good, but I recommend it heartily. Go and watch it. It's batshit insane. It doesn't make any sense and it doesn't try to. It's, it's... Like, in in my rankings, it's the spiritual successor of Forest Fairy 5 of just so ridiculous and over the top. But this one got mainstream appeal, amazingly. Uh, But the controversial topic, this is what I wanted JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to be. (laughs) Oh. I mean, ideally, like, also with actual quality. But JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. With with JoJo's Bizarre... I said with actual quality in reference to Yu-Gi-Oh! is what I would want JoJo's to be. But JoJo's Bizarre Adventure... That makes it worse, So far, has not had much bizarre anything in it. It's been bland, shonen, same as every other thing, without much unique or interesting or original about it other than the jazz... Which, might I also add, Yu-Gi-Oh! has jazz interludes into the commercials, and those are great. But... But JoJo's just doesn't, it's, it's, it's not that that wacky. It's not that silly. And that's what I was expecting going into it. And so it was just basic shonen. Nah, it needs to learn from Yu-Gi-Oh. Bump that wackiness up to a 10. Maybe you'll be watchable. You might not be good still, but you'll at least be watchable. Where do you think Yu-Gi-Oh got its flair from? Where do you think Yu-Gi-Oh got its flair You're going to make me make the even more controversial statement 
Like, if 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 you want to say Yu-Gi-Oh got its flair from JoJo, then I'm just going to have to say it. Yu-Gi-Oh did it better than JoJo. And that's not a statement anybody wants to hear. It's not a statement I wanted to say. Uh, because I, I, I will say Yu-Gi-Oh is a worse show than JoJo's. Wildly more entertaining. Infinitely more entertaining and interesting to watch. I will watch so much more of Yu-Gi-Oh willingly than I will JoJo. That tears it. Here <laughs> I was trying to be nice to you, Rem. I tried so hard. I wanted to do something that would be both pleasurable and enjoyable, but you still come in and you punch me in the dick. I don't know. It was pleasurable for me. Uh, but, and with Yu-Gi-Oh, another thing. Uh, I, I feel like I should also explain my Death Note uh, comparison that I made a little while back, and that's just because... All characters have these, like, crazy master plans at every step of the way. So, like, the battle with Weevil, for instance, is the characters going back and forth and going, Aha! But now I can do this! And the other character being like, What? But wait. Ha ha ha! But I can now do this! And, like... Everything is a master plan, and there's just layers and layers, none of which really make any goddamn sense. It, it's it's like if, if you made a satire of Death Note in Shonen version. It It's one of the single most absurd things I've ever watched in my life, and that makes it very worthwhile. I, I probably couldn't binge it. I, I would need a break, but as, as something to just turn on every once in a while, oh, it's so good. Oh, I wasn't expecting to get this pissed at you, Rem. I have said mostly good things about Yu-Gi-Oh! Everything's fine. My critiques have been fair. I don't see what the controversy is. The problem is, <laughs> is you're fucking with JoJo fans again. <laughs> and they will pose all over your ass. Yeah, well, maybe when they start getting better opinions, I'll care about what they have to say. <laughs> I'm, gonna I, pl- I'm gonna play this clip for your girlfriend. I, I, yeah, first of all, my, my girlfriend... Is like ridiculously into JoJo's. It's ridiculous. As she should be. It's unironically the worst quality about her. But, but wow. Uh, the the for our our listeners, the the look that Sean has been giving me for on and off for about ten minutes now, uh, it it, it it's pretty solid. Uh, you, you guys just imagine all of the pent up frustration in the world, and that that about covers it on a, on a nice pale ginger frame. Uh huh. <laughs> By the way. Great punk band name. <laughs> it, it would be it would be a solid <laughs> punk band name. Uh, okay, okay. So you basically ultimately had some. Well, of let this- me say. Let me say. Uh, there is one thing JoJo's definitely has much better than Yu-Gi-Oh, and that is the jazz. Like both have jazz. I enjoy both of the jazz, but JoJo has better jazz. There you go. That's there, that's that is that is my olive branch unto all of you. <laughs> that you hold. <laughs> With thumb and pinky finger, with the most disgusted look on your face, while you hoard your pile of money that's never gonna trickle down, you piece of shit. <laughs> I, I am, I am the bourgeoisie. <laughs> bourgeoisie of bullshit is what you are. Oh man, I'll take that title. That's but, a great title. <laughs> might change that to your title on the Discord then. <laughs> but Remington, uh, before we do get out of here, I do have one question that came to my mind while watching this series. There are uh, three of us at, here at uh, the Anime Out of Context uh, team. You yes. know, there's you, there's me, and there's our good editor, Dylan. Don't forget about uh, Samantha, our canonical uh, yes. daughter. Our canonical daughter. Uh, that is either adopted or birthed from our loins. We haven't decided. Yeah. Uh, we'll let you decide that. Um, <laughs> but 
there are three like there's a there's kind of a triangle of rivalry in Yu-Gi-Oh. And that's between Kaiba. Alright, well obviously Dylan is Kaiba. <laughs> He's the edgiest one. Like, that's not oh, even... Oh, God, you and I are on the same page. That's not even close. <laughs> yeah. So it's between Kaiba, Yugi, and Joey. And the question is, is where do you think the three of us fall? I don't think any of us are Yugi. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the thing. All right, here, here's my official standings. Because none of us are Yugi... I think you're Joey, he's Kaiba, and I'm the love child between you both. That's, <laughs> that is my, I am, I am Joba. You're uh, Joba. <laughs> <laughs> you're the next star of the next JoJo's part. Congrats. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so, so that, that's, that's where, where I would say, uh, okay. because Yugi, uh, Yugi just does not fit at all with any of us. Okay. The question is, is why Joey for me though? Uh, I don't know. It feels pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> what, wait, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I, I'm just, it feels self-evident. What do you? I, I, I do not feel the need to justify myself. I believe that uh, I, I, I believe that everyone would agree, and that's all that needs to be said. It's because he's in a dog costume for several bits, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you are a dog, uh, but but uh, yeah. So th- those are my standings. Officially, lock them in. Hundred percent right. Every every one of our listeners will agree with that. Well, if that's the case. Then I'm going to challenge you to a duel, Remington. <laughs> because I have here oh, the three pre-built decks of the he's, main three. He's actually the madman has brought it. I spent $45 to get these three pre-built decks, and I'm going to challenge you to a duel using the appropriate deck. And since you couldn't really decide one for yourself, you could either use Kaiba's or Yugi's, but I guess I'm stuck with Joe's. I, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll use Kaiba's then because I have a bit of Kaiba in me. Uh, Okay. Are are we doing that for for like a bonus episode? Right I believe this? that'll be the plan, but okay, who knows? Cool. It might get released later. I don't know. All I got to right, work cool. on my Brooklyn accent. All right. Well, uh, I all right. Well, I guess we're gonna get set to do that then. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, I w- is it going to be a Patreon exclusive? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe we'll decide. You I guys just, will. You guys will see. I just wanted to challenge you to a fucking duel. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus! All right. How will that work? Who knows? We'll we'll see. We'll, well see. We'll, we'll, we'll record it. We'll have uh, some fun with it. I might try to find a cheap Joey cosplay. We'll see. Oh God. <laughs> uh, but oh man, I I was waiting to whip that out. On oh you. my I God. I had that under the table for a week. I was just it's waiting. it's where that you bring a prop into things. Yeah, no, I'll I'll post pictures of it on the Discord after this episode goes live, just so can people people can realize that I spent like. $45 on a gold cardboard box with the main three on, and inside of it are uh, literally the three of their decks, like, somewhat modernized for the modern game, uh, but with, like, most of their iconic cards, so I have no idea if they're balanced, nor do I care. All I know is that I just granted, you know, nine-year-old Sean's childhood dream of uh, owning, like, all the Egyptian god cards, Exodia, Blue Eyes, uh, Red Eyes, all that good stuff. <laughs> But so keep an eye out for that. Uh, whether or not it's Patreon exclusive, I don't know. It may be too stupid to offer uh, to put a price on. But overall, Remington, I think that about covers it for Yu-Gi-Oh. It's a fun watch. I'm still gonna keep watching it. I don't know if it gets any better in terms of ridiculousness after the original series ends because I I only saw bits and pieces of GX and only bits and pieces of 5Ds. 
but suddenly card games on motorcycles doesn't sound as stupid as I thought it was. If anything, it seems rather tame. <laughs> Uh, and with that, Remington, I have to ask, would you like to watch some more Yu-Gi-Oh with me? Uh, I would I would gladly watch more Yu-Gi-Oh. It is insane. It's a clusterfuck. It is, it, it's so far into Shonen that it loops back to being good. Uh-huh. And with that, thank you all so much for watching. But before we get out of here, we do have just a little bit of house cleaning that we need to do. For those of you who don't know, we have a Patreon. And on that Patreon, you can get all kinds of exclusive uh, content and bonuses, as well as a shout out on this very podcast. And Remington, would you be so kind to show some love to the people who have shown us so much? So, of course, we would like to thank all of our patrons, including our bland bitch protagonists and our magical girls. But the ones who get to be named start off with the Yandere Waifus. We have Alexander Nasiasenio. We have N Miles to Go, Anonymous Gamer, Anthony Chukachian. Butcher that, love y'all the same. We have Cat Zodiac, Farmer Weeb, Fluffy, Glenn Michael Dolan, Grant Firetype TTV. Hayden Lecker, H. Wood, Jacob Livingston, Cassidy Justin, Kazu Morocco, Leos123, Salty Pretzel, Sarah Birch, Ultimate5401, Yuliana, and Xerix. But it doesn't end there, folks, because right above that, overhanging all the Yandere waifus, is the land of Hogwarts. Uh, or in this case, Dual Academy. And <laughs> the land of Dual Academy. Which is which is what G GX is about, and I think it's stupid, and I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> Where we, we have uh, definitely... Uh, uh, well, I'm trying to remember the different... What were they called? It was like it was just like Slifer Red and Raw Yellow, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, Obelisk Blue, I think. Yeah, so the, the great uh, Raw Yellow dorm member of Brady Weinbuck. <laughs> and then... Uh, a wildly experienced obelisk blue goes to Rich Huffnagel. Uh, gr great job to both of you uh, in your studies. Yeah, we don't uh, we don't do slifers here because they're horrible. Yeah, no, <laughs> don't we? It's the worst. It's the worst one. Uh, don't at me. Uh, but even more than that, of course, at the very peak, we have the White House overhanging all of this beauty, and in that White House, we have three members, of course. Our patron saint himself, good old saint, still there. Uh, these people are just like single-handedly, like they are, they are bankrolling uh, us hardcore. Then yeah. on the flip side of things, we have the almighty sinner uh, bringing fire and damnation to all things weeb or all things me. Yeah, it's rather. very plus ultra of him and I wish he would stop. <laughs> And then, of course, we have Zachary Shirley himself. A little bit less divine, more presidential. That's how I like to think of Zachary Shirley. But surely he's our favorite. And every every week he's going to get that joke. He is, because he asked for it. <laughs> Can't wait till you hate yourself and us, Zach. He said uh, he'd never hate us, so oh. I think we're in the clear. <laughs> I don't know about that. And what can he do? Uh, thank you to money? all of our patrons. We so greatly appreciate all of your support. It helps us do what we love doing and sometimes what I really don't want to do but must. <laughs> Uh, we really do appreciate it. And if you can't really spare any cash, we understand. We get it. Times are tough, especially right now. I'm currently locked in my basement, and Remington is here chained as well against his will. 
but if you do want to support us in some way, what you can do is you can leave a review for us on whatever podcasting platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or if you really want to help us grow, word of mouth is the best way to do it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in, and as always, it's time to duel! Oh yeah, and uh, don't fuck your sister. God damn it, how did I know you were going to put me as Joey? It, it makes so much sense. <laughs>